When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch Podcast, your podcast to discuss all the various games of Blizzard Entertainment. I'm your host, Matthew Rossi, and with me this week are two, quite frankly, making me hungry co-hosts. Uh, first up, he wants to talk about cereal, so here he is, Alex Zebart. Go! I mean, none of the people listening to this later will have heard the pre-show, so it doesn't matter. Uh, this, the core of it is, I'm fascinated by breakfast cereals and slash or mold. Okay, don't combine those interests, okay? Unless they're delicious, then I'm all for it. Mold also, makes delicious things. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Also up this week is somebody who hopefully won't sound like Mike Holmes has opened the worst diner ever. Uh, Ann Stickney, <laughs> what's up with you? Okay. So, no, we're just not going anywhere with the mold. But why oh, are you hungry? How can sausage? you be? Okay, stop. How can you be hungry, oh. Rossi? I, I don't know how it's possible, but you, you managed to do it with all the talk of breakfast cereals. Also, I feel is, like I, I should feel say, full. I, I should say, like on the actual recorded show, recorded show, we should say happy birthday, Rossi, because it's Rossi's birthday happy today. Birthday, so. Happy birthday, Rossi! Happy birthday, Rossi! It is indeed my birthday. I've managed to live yet another year, despite you, the world itself seeming, you know, <laughs> to, to completely not want that to happen some days. Uh, to the other day, actually, the, the other day I was going. We went out. Uh, my wife and I went out, but I went out first. We were going down to the local comic book and in role playing game store. It's called Warp One. Mm-hmm. And I'm take, I was riding the bus, and as I was, the bus had like these stairs that go from the, like the seats up in the back. Yeah. There's stairs that lead down. Yeah. As I was putting my foot on the first step, bus driver slams on the brake, and I go flying forward. Ow! And and his thing, I'm a I'm a big fat dude. I, I'm I'm large. So when I went crashing into the people who were there, I felt like Godzilla stepping on an entire <laughs> village of small people. I'm like, I don't like apologizing profusely because it's Canada. You know, I, I'm I'm it's practically required. And they're all like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Because they were Canadians. So they're like, you know, no, you go ahead and crush us. We don't mind. But as I'm as I'm going to the store, I realize I have completely blown out my knee. Oh, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there at the bus stop and Canadians can't see you hurt without saying something like they they 
they don't want to be involved, but they can't just pass by. Like, an, like let's, let's be honest. Americans could just walk right by it. So, Depends you know, if on where you are. Okay, except in some place like Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah Milwaukee it, it was, is uh, um, strangely Canada friendly. South. It's Canada South. Uh, the entirety of, you know. But anyway, th- th- there's just that if you were like in New York City or any New England city, in New England especially, in New England, they'd, if Providence, they'd have walked by me and sneered at me for bleeding. But in Canada, they were like, oh, your knee, are you okay? Like 30 people. This, this gigantic man walked by me. He was like, yeah, your knee, that looks like it hurt. You need some help? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm just I'm sitting, resting and walking it off. I go into the store and they had the entire World of Warcraft role playing game. Ooh, neat. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm looking at it, thinking about it, but it's full cover price. Oh, how much is it? Like 30 bucks. I'm sitting there going, can I justify this? And I ultimately could not justify it. That's but as I'm doing that. That like, I want all those old role playing supplement things. I know they're not canon or anything, but I want them anyway yeah. just to have them. Honestly, I kind of want them so someday I can actually live out my dream of running a World of Warcraft role-playing game session just because, I, you know, I want to see what I can do with those classes. That'd be fun. We could stream it. Yes. Just do it online. <laughs> but anyway, okay. Enough talk of my birthday. Uh, by the way, I had Easter pie tonight for dinner. I heartily recommended it. I tweeted the recipe, so go to my Twitter and you'll find the recipe. It's very good, but you can't eat it more than once a year. It looks because really it is, tasty. Cholesterol-wise, this thing is just like a gigantic bullet you were shooting at your heart. <laughs> it's like I'm, eggs, cheese, three kinds of bullet. product. <laughs> yeah. On the bus thing, I, I have been taking the bus basically my whole life, and I, I learned um, – I have a death grip on a on a pole of some sort in that bus at all times. Oh, I had that. At I every opportunity, that. they will throw you. Yeah, I had that going, and he hit the brake so hard that I just could, I just came off. Like it was like, nope, you are a projectile. I think my my crowning achievement, like my lifetime achievement, is when I was standing at the very back of the bus. Like I was standing because there was like there was no sitting room left. It was like after school and high school, and it was raining. Everything was all wet, and the bus slams on the brakes, and I slide from the back of the bus all the way to the front doors without losing my balance. And I was like, I'm amazing, and I will never replicate that in my entire life because I'm actually kind of a leader. But it was awesome at the time. <gasps> okay. I just got All right, we should email. probably talk about – okay, well, you got an email. Should, do you need to talk about it? No, I just I just feel like squeeing because it says that my Mass Effect edition, limited edition loot crate just shipped, so I'm excited. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, what we are we on this podcast for? I don't I know. About to say, the first thing I was going to mention is some top stories, and that first top story was going to be that the Overwatch beta – is taking a temporary hiatus. I know. Uh, as of what, December 10th, was it? Yep. 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 Until mid to late January, I believe. Yep. This, this to me, at least says that they are going back to the drawing board on a few things, because it reminds me very much of during the Miss Pandaria beta when they pulled Jade Forest entirely. Well, uh, I imagine more probably what's gone on is that in this particular round of beta testing, they've been observing people playing and observing the classes in action and observing how people are working on maps and things like that and they've gotten a wide variety to look at and now they're taking all of that information that they got and going back to the drawing board with it and going okay so here's some problematic areas how do we fix that and they're going to work on that but yeah that's that's happening so Honestly, I have no idea what that means in terms of when Overwatch is going to come out, and I've stopped even trying to speculate on that kind of thing. Because I'm the guy that said that no way was an alpha going to drop for uh, Legion until sometime after New Year's. 
So I am not exactly the prognostication. I mean, mm-hmm. Hasn't it been more or less confirmed that it's coming like early fall 2016? Like, didn't they straight up say I as think, much? I, I think they actually said before early. I thought they I don't did. Quite but um, at any rate, it's it's going to come out before um, it's, Legion. It says that it's expected to release on or before June 21st. Le- okay. Legion has honor before sometime in September, which we've all argued is way too, yeah, too I th- late. I think I had those reversed in my head. Yeah. But um, also, since we just mentioned Legion, we should talk about the fact that they did a lot of stuff on the Alpha. They've made it so Death Knights can actually get out of their starting zone, for one thing. Um, Demon Hunters, they, mean. Death, yeah, I keep saying Death Knights, and I mean Demon Hunters. I'm really going to have to stop doing that at some point <laughs> in my life. When it'll happen. Uh, Demon Hunters can get out of their starting area. Um, they've actually introduced uh, quite a few artifacts, although not all of them. Um, most classes, except shamans, I think most classes except shamans have at least one playable artifact. There's shamans one playable, really playable spec, really, because you make pre-mades. You can't character copy right now. It's just yeah, but some pre-made. classes some classes have two specs because I know that warriors have two. Yeah. Um, I, I think Rogues paladins stuck only with had one. The one. Right, Rogues well, are stuck with one right now. Druids are stuck with one. I think hunters are stuck with one. Most everybody just has I haven't paladins. looked yeah. too deeply into paladins, but I know um, when I was uh, watching my girlfriend do the red paladin stuff, when she got to the point in the artifact where she could choose which artifact to go for, you could choose from all three of them. But I think only they only let you play red, so I don't know what that's uh, about. Did, if you try it, um, if, if it's anything like what happens with warriors, you can try it and it will say, you know, you can't actually pick that one right now. Yeah, with mm-hmm. rogues, it's straight up. Two of them are grayed out. There's only yeah, one option. Yeah, two were grayed out for rogues, whereas for paladins, all three of them were presented as an option. No grayed out. But um, I know that for death knights, all three are available. Yeah, they like, have all three specs. And I actually, I actually mean death knights. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, because I did the blood decay. Frost, and the frost blood, decay. unholy death knight. I didn't. I didn't, do the unho- I didn't do the unholy one because uh, Deadwind Pass is a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare so, of. Immediate disconnects and no way to get back yeah. in. That's what that's what that yeah, was so I did, right now. I didn't finish that one. I've done at this point. I've done almost every other. I've done pretty much every other melee spec that's available, uh, except that, that unholy death knight. That's the only one I haven't finished. I haven't I've done anybody. I've I did part of the way into the hunter. Didn't get too far. Um, Druid. I got to the point where I have to go into Deadwind Pass, and that is not working well at all. And then um, Rogue, I finished completely, but I haven't yeah, had a chance to play the others yet. I actually finished Rogue myself, and I was amazed that I could do it because I had no idea what I was doing. Oh and yeah, that last fight, that last fight. Yeah, I think maybe if you knew what you're doing, the last fight wouldn't be too hard. As a guy who had no idea what he was doing, I spent so much time gouging and like, you know, oh, is my potion up yet? Is my potion up yet? My potion thing's up. Boom. Uh, not my actual potion, the ability red something. Crimson. Crimson vial. Crimson, Crimson vial. Like I was. I was relying on Crimson Vial for that fight like you wouldn't believe. I was gouging and Crimson Violing and blinding and Crimson Violing. And just, yeah, uh, there's that's also about like, what I, you do. <laughs> yeah, I spent a lot of time in that fight just not hitting her. But in the end, it actually, you know, I felt like I'd accomplished something when I got it done. So that was cool. It, it does seem like some of those are, uh, some of them are either overtuned or the rest of them are undertuned. I'm not really sure which it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it the seems red- like the, uh, the Red Paladin one is hilariously easy, whereas the Rogue one is kind of, seems to be kind of a struggle. They aren't, the they aren't one, quite balanced yet, is all. Well, they haven't they haven't balanced classes yet. Straight up, classes are not balanced. No. This is this is it's a, a very early patch. right now. I gotta say though, um, at least so far, the ones I've done, I've I've liked most of them. I honestly feel like, and this is gonna sound weird, I feel like the warrior one was the best one 
to my mind, the Fury Warrior one. The Red Paladin one's pretty close. The Red Paladin one has more after the after you get the artifact feeling to it. Like there's a lot of yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but there's a lot of setup and a lot of payoff, and there's like so many names, so many like oh my god, it's that guy. Right. Oh my Rogue god, it's that guy. Yeah, Rogue is kind of. Rogue seems kind of poopy right now. It feels like it's not really polished at all. And it's the same thing with the class hall. The class hall feels like it is not finished, like anywhere near finished yet. They've got like honestly, the bones down, but they haven't finished carving it see, out it yet. Seems, it, feels, it seems like one of those things where uh, I'm kind of nervous because it's like we're all like, oh, it's totally not finished. And then somebody at Blizzard is like, oh, crap, that was definitely finished. <laughs> I don't think it was done. I honestly don't think it was it's done. Because when you go, yeah, when you go and you look at the other class hall areas, though, they're about three times the size of the rogue yeah. one right the now. Is, the pal- <laughs> like there's there's the under construction signs of the rogue class hall, but they're there in the paladin class hall too. Yeah. So I mean, it's like okay, they could both still be under construction, but it's not necessarily indicative of how much still needs to be done. Because the paladin one, like if they just set it live like that, I was like, okay, this is a great class hall. Yeah, I yeah, just I don't think that they're quite done with the rogue yet. I I have a feeling it's like now, mind you, I'm okay with them not being done with the rogue class hall yet because the outlaw class is really fun to play. I I, I like it a lot. I have to say that um, in terms of like other class halls I've seen, I haven't gotten a chance to see the Hunter one yet, but I have seen I've seen the Warrior one, I've seen the Death Knight one. The Death Knight one is Acarus, you know it. Yeah. If you've seen Acarus, that's it. It's Acarus. Uh, it's a little different, but not not many. The Death the de- the Demon Hunter one is interesting. Mardoom, um, it's it? Mardoom, but it's literally the same place you you end Mardoom at. Like you go into and kill the Legion person and get the. Uh, the Sargeri, whatever the thing to do, Dad. That you, and then when you get, you get through the uh, the Watcher's place, that's the thing. That's the thing I want to talk about, but I can't. That's spoiler-tastic. Yeah, but I don't like, don't spoil stuff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say, does that not feel to you like it retcons the heck out of some of those published books? I haven't finished yet with the okay. Demon Hunter thing, so I can't really comment well, on that. We'll finish it because at some point we need to talk about that possibility. Well, I tell Watchers you what, story. when I have time, I will do so. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, 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 I am struggling to reconcile this and I can't do it. But the, the hall itself is nice. The hall is, it's really, my only problem with the hall is my problem with like a lot of things. Demon Hunter so far is these only two colors, black and green. green. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's always the same black and green. It's like, it's like that. It's like a van. It's like a velvet painting of Illidan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, seriously, that's that's what it's like. It's like a velvet painting of Illidan, just the tattoos and a vague shape of blackness behind it. Um, and there's there's stuff going on that's interesting. I just wish they'd like throw in some other colors. Like, can we have some other colors besides black and green? Like, fell could could be other colors. It doesn't you know, have I think to. Only be green. Anything neon would still fit their motif. Like the neon green. Like throw in some like neon red and some neon yeah. blue. Just make it bright and glowy Ultra and it looks awesome. Ultraviolet, something or other, purples. Just just break up the green. If, okay. if if anyone at Blizzard is listening, I generally think you're 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 doing solid work on the the Demon Hunter, but but throw in some more color, like seriously, some other colors besides the bright bright green. It's that's a that's a, I feel like I've wandered into a like a college dormitory where somebody has discovered a highlighter for the first time. Because <laughs> you know, and he's just going nuts with it because everything is that kind of green. That green that's almost yellow that really hurts your eyes to look at. That being everything is that. That being said though, uh. 
overall, and I don't want to like we should probably move on to some emails pretty soon, but I, I do wanted to like also get around that some of these artifact yeah. quests. Actually, uh, real, real quick, because um, Domehammer in chat made a good point that is something I kind of felt is the rogue class hall ruins fun for anybody that like the sewers in. Um, I was one of those people. I was always hearthed in the in the sewers. Uh, That's where mine was because, found at. Because I really liked it for one. Uh, it was cool. And also you could load in there and it yes. would be like crazy. The lag wasn't as bad. You could actually load in without like disconnecting or something. And that was fantastic. And if Dalaran is as laggy as it was in Wrath, it doesn't necessarily need to be. Um, it seemed kind of laggy on the alpha from what I was seeing <laughs> already. But that just could be like alpha things are unfinished there. But if it's as laggy as it used to be, losing that safe hearth point is suck. Well, the other place yeah. that I liked to go was um, the Ledger Main. Because nobody really bound their hearthstone there. They yeah, but that actually, was the center it was of like, town. That yeah. was the laggiest place. Yeah, but well, with, you were in, plus, in, so it wasn't. It never seemed like it was as bad to me. See, for me, I think it's the portal, the portal tower they've added to Dalaran. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a problem because it's everyone's going to be going in and out of that because there's portals there. Yeah. And every time you add like a ton of portals, I, I'm I'm not I, I'm also not sure they're going to keep them up. But right now, the original portals to every capital city are up again and with more than before the shrines like, up a, there too there's a portal to the shrine in pandaria yeah so I, maybe they're trying to like space out the portals and get people to spread out more i don't know but well, I, I do think they've done at least right now i would give the uh, artifact quest a, a solid b overall with some what, of them getting a's and some of them getting c's what year did wrath of the lich king come out was it 2008 2009 2008 2009 was it eight or nine and regardless, it's been a very long time since then, so maybe they've figured out how to make Dalaran work without the lag. That'd be great. <laughs> like I said, from what I've seen on the Alpha, like it should, could just because it's such so early development, but it seems like Dalaran is already laggy as hell with almost nobody in it because there's very few people in the Alpha. I think it's I think it's more a matter of it's not quite finished yet because we are could also working with a kind of a revamped version of the city. There's a tower in the middle of it, textures That's are redone. That's untextured, yeah. Yeah, no well, and I mean, textures in the rest of the city, textures in the rest of the city have been redone and kind of revamped. Everything's a little bit brighter and cleaner the and sharper. Demon Hunters stole the forge area? What's up with that? That was weird. We needed a place to be Demon Hunters. Yeah. I mean, Death Knights didn't get to take that place over. They had to go back to Acherus to do their crap, and they probably still do, because there's a Demon <laughs> Hunter head in there, not a Death Knight head. <laughs> you got me, man. I don't know. Uh, okay, at this point we should probably do some emails. Um, as always the case, you send your emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We love to get emails and talk about them and discuss them and do all that stuff because that's the show. Uh, and as is always the case, we like getting emails from our patrons at patreon.com slash Alex Zbarn. Is that the No, it's slash blizzardwatch. Okay, good. I didn't. I could never remember. But you know, leave if you leave a message there, we we'd like to answer those too. Um, we'd like to do all that kind of stuff. This first email is from somebody whose name is at the bottom. Oh, it's Gorquin again. Hi, Gorquin. Uh, hello again, watchers. First off, I have two questions regarding the artifact quest lines. A. How big are they? Is their scale comparable to the Green Fire quest chain, or more along the lines of kill ten demons and then talk to the guy over there? B. Unless I misunderstood. A first. Yeah, let's see. You that. know what? Yeah. And since you asked, Alex, you go. Um, the initial quest to get your artifacts all seem like they maybe take five to ten minutes in some cases. Uh, some of them take a little longer, but it's not because they're more uh, involved. There's just, like, more mobs to kill or whatever. Uh, they're very fast. They're very quick. But I don't know if 
that initial quest of you getting it is the only questing related to it. Yeah, it seems very unlikely based on how they're set up that that's it. I mean, you get it. You get your artifact really fast. It's not long at all. Like I said, some cases it's like 10 minutes you've got it. But there could be more quests later on that's like, okay, now you have to do this with your artifact or whatever. But we haven't seen that yet. Yeah, so right now you basically just get the artifact and you're done. It's also, it, keep in mind that this is still alpha, so these quest chains may change and or they may add more to it and or they might take stuff away from it. I doubt they're going to do the latter, but they might add more things to it just depending on the feedback that they get. But yeah, it's not really what I call terribly difficult for anybody. I mean, the rogue was kind of challenging, but not horrible. Yeah, the, the warrior one was, it required me to play my class. And that's basically, it's it, it's weird because I'm going to say this, we have been saying for a long time that Blizzard needs tutorials. And this isn't a tutorial, but in a way, it kind of does make you learn how to do your class a bit. Just in, so you can get through. In specific ways, I think. Um, yeah, in specific ways. Like uh, the rogue one, it you have to use, like if you're an outlaw rogue and you're the outlaw rogue one, they send you like, okay, you have to bribe this guy. And you have an actual spell called bribe, which you have to use. I threatened a guy. Oh, wait, no. Nope, sorry. That was the My bad. Oh, okay. Demon hunters at one point are asking to get into the violet hold, and it's like, you can talk your way in, or you can threaten to kill the guy if he doesn't let you in. <laughs> yeah, I went with threatening to kill him, because I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not paying you. I'm a demon hunter. Let me in. But yeah, there's... there's the, the one about the rogue one I really remember was that there's a part where you have to get past all these mobs that can detect stealth. Yeah. So you really have to know how to use distract, and you really have to, like, get in behind them to, like, you know, kill them fast before anybody else adds in. And I just killed my stuff. way to Yeah, them. it seems like, um, it seems like the people who are doing that, who I've seen doing that, find it much easier to just kill everything than use any tricks. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to stealth around is going to result in you probably pulling more mobs than if you just pulled them on your That's own on stealth one at a time. You don't want to pull two or three groups. You just get up there and kill them. It's fine. Takes a little longer, but it's fine. Gets the job. I actually did. I did stealth through because I felt like I was supposed to. Oh, okay. I'm playing a rogue. I gotta try. I'm just running up and killing everything is what I do when I play a warrior. I'm, <laughs> I mean, if they Obviously. wanted it, if they wanted a challenge based around stealth, I think there's probably a a better way to do it than just like, okay, here's a bunch of mobs who can see through. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, if I was playing a rogue for the first time, I'd go, oh, everything can through stealth. Why bother? I'm just gonna go kill everything then. But there's some, like the, like I've said, the final fight in that thing is pretty intense, or at least some of them. Uh, the Red Paladin one is not all that. No. It's really, I, I cannot claim to be any kind of great shakes as a Red Paladin, and I, I, I breezed through that fight. Although think, on a lore perspective, it was interesting. Yeah, and I think the Green Fire quest chain, I think that one was a lot more involved than the artifact yes. chains are. Yeah. But again, we have we're barely even seeing. The only thing we've seen is the getting your artifact. If there's further quests, which they've said there would be, kind of further mechanics for making it better and seeing more lore for it, uh, that's definitely not something we're seeing. Not yet. Uh, we have a question from Chad. Have either of you done the Hunter one? I haven't done any. I have done the Hunter in the Elf. Yeah, no. The Hunter one. The only Hunter one right now is the Spear. I have done it. What are so your we, impressions? Uh, it's one of those things where I as. I come to it as a melee player. Like I'm not a big hunter player. So I came at this as a melee player and I thought this is a reasonably well executed melee spec. It's got like a certain attacks that, you know, benefit from other attacks that set up, you know, there's a, uh, I can't remember the name of it. One of the attacks you can attack up to three times as the session and it buffs itself every time you use it. And then you use another attack you can use after you've used that attack and it builds focus. And it's actually, 
it's a pretty solid spec in terms of being a melee spec. I don't know how it would feel as a hunter. Um, that that I can't answer you. In terms of how the, the quest itself is, uh, I felt like it needed a little bit more. Like, you basically get there, you do some stuff. I, again, don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but then there's, like, a lot of fighting this particular mob to get, like, all the way through. Like, about half of the quest is spent fighting this thing over and over again. And I felt like, okay... Could, could could this be more interesting? Because <laughs> now it's not as interesting as I hoped it would be. But that's you know just that's just my impression. Has never played a hunter seriously. Okay. Okay. Going for B. Unless I've misunderstood something, it would seem. Oh, I will say this: the hunter class hall, from what I've been told by other hunters, is magnificent. Like it's great, and it has a ton of hunters in it. You're gonna be like, oh my god, it's that guy. So there's that. Uh, unless I've misunderstood something, it would seem that some specs share areas for their artifact acquisition. Are the quest chains for these areas sharing artifacts mechanically identical slash similar as well, or do they feel distinct? Uh, I haven't done I haven't done the Warlock one. I've done the Death Knight one, and it crashed, so I can't answer this question. Yeah, I I would assume that they're different, but I again I haven't I haven't had a chance to actually like play through them, and, yeah, and uh, I don't have the alpha, but people in our work chat who are in the alpha have been talking and from what i understand and from what i've read from just them talking as like as a bystander uh it seems like some of them overlap like warlock and druid go to the same area and uh, the encounters are all the same but because you have different abilities it asks different things of you like a warlock can't approach the fight the same way a druid would and vice versa but the encounter is the same from what i understand you know, the one time I've seen anything like this is Rat Paladin and Warrior both go to the Broken Front, the Broken Isles. Okay. But once they get there, completely different experience. Okay. So that's the opposite of what Alex just said. But again, I, I've only experienced that. The thing is, is Rat Paladins get their artifact quest right away. Like they show up in Dalaran and it's like, thank God you're here. X has happened. Pick an artifact. Okay, that one. Good, let's go. Whereas Warriors get there and they're like, mm, you should go fight a lot before we <laughs> actually introduce you to what's going on. So, since you're a warrior, you do. Because, I mean, that's what warriors do. Warriors fight a lot. It's the job. So, you know, whereas, again, the rogue one, the rogue one gets you on the artifact part really fast. Um, but then so, it actually takes longer to get your rogue artifact than it does to take, like, say, the, the rep paladin. So, when you so, when you go there as a warrior and you go to the broken front, do you have to fight the blood elves? No, those guys don't, aren't there. I know that the, the, the ones you're talking about that's a completely different part of it. The um, strange, the saw, naked, yeah. frozen, old blood elf dudes <laughs> that are just yeah. sort of flanking the mountain. Neither the warrior nor the the, the, the rat paladin. Do you remember when we died and the place you go when you die? Well, you yeah. guys didn't go there. The place, I, the place I went when I died is right in front of where the rat paladin stuff is. Oh, okay. But the warrior stuff is in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's basically just a mini version of the Battle of Mount Hyjal with a bunch of Rykul. Oh, and they're all like, you're short. You're like, yeah, I know I'm short. Can we kill demons? Or are you going to tell me I'm short? Some oh, You're really short, but okay. So it's, th- there's some difference. But yeah, I, I think it's like the Death Knight one and the Warlock one. You go to the same place and do the same stuff. Okay, well, it looks like we got one more question from him too. Okay, and a transmog question if time allows. When I assemble transmog sets, if you ever do an add-on spotlight type column again, may I recommend Mogget? I set arbitrary rules and guidelines for myself to make it more interesting. No more than two items that are part of a set. Try and use items for at least four expansions, etc. How about you guys? Do you transmog primarily to whole existing sets, mix and match indiscriminately to achieve maximum coolness, or set yourself rules like I do? Thanks and ha- happy birthday, Rossi. Well, thank you. Gorkwin. Uh Alex, do you care at all? Um, I'm a very 
boring person in that. Um, I always, the characters that I play, I always kind of end up identifying them with a specific armor set. Like, there's maybe one or two sets that I'll ever use on my paladin, and I just, I like other sets, but I can never see her wearing something else. So once I complete the set that I like, I rarely ever Okay, uh, Anne? I mix and match, like, everything. I It's very rare that you'll see me in a complete set. Usually what I'll do is I'll use like two or three pieces from one set and then pull in just items, random items, and pull those in. Like even, well, even with my leveling stream, with my hunter on the leveling stream, I have most of a set, but there are still pieces that I use from other sets in with it, just because I like the variety. I primarily, with my Torin, I, I just kind of do throw on whatever. I don't actually care. My Draenei actually has a whole thing. Uh, well, first of all, I have two Draenei Warriors. That, that have a ton of gear each. Yeah. Uh, for one of them, for one of them, it's always sets, and it's almost always Burning Crusade sets on it. Uh, in fact, he usually wears either a tier four or tier five. Um, the other one, I have a plethora of sets that I'm constantly switching between, and I do mix and match to a degree. But here's the thing: what I mix, the thing I like to do is I like to take pieces that really work from like one set, and then there are pieces in that set I don't like. For instance, I use tier six as a warrior tier six. I hate warrior tier six. But I love Warrior. There's uh, Warrior pieces of it that are good. <laughs> but most of it's good, but it has terrible textures on the chest and legs. Yeah, because so this you swap is those just. Out. But the thing is, is that Warrior Tier 10 matches it perfectly. Yep. It's the exact same color scheme. So I mix and match Warrior Tier 10 and Warrior Tier 7. That yeah, kind of stuff that... I do all the time. Like like I'll match uh, Warrior Tier 9, not Tier 9, Tier 8, uh, the Old War set. That's um, kind of I... what I do, except that I pull in. I, I'll pull in green set sets. Pieces. No, I'll pull yeah. in like green sets too, as long as they're in the same color palette. You know. Yeah. See, I I don't do that because I'm going to tell you like a secret. I hate all plate from vanilla, <laughs> all of it, because here's what vanilla plate says to me: it's the clown suit again. Because <laughs> there were two there were two clown sets. Everybody knew the Burning Crusade clown set, right? Like you guys experienced that. The I'm leveling in Burning Crusade now. All my gear looks ridiculous. That set. Oh yeah, that everyone put together. But but if you rate it as melee, especially as a as a plate wearer in in vanilla, oh, there was man. a completely different clown set. And that clown set was I have bug shoulders on, but my helmet looks just like a level forty you know green male hat, and my pants are bright purple, but I'm wearing pink boots and a white belt. Oh, and my weapon is a giant neon orange hammer. Because that's what does that's the best what, DPS. Yeah. And that's all that there was. Like you, I if you didn't have bug shoulders on, then you had the Drake Talon pauldrons, which looked just like Herod's shoulder, but two of them. Yep. Which, the only cool thing about Herod's shoulder was that there was only one of them. But I have <laughs> yeah. two of them. I'm wearing two of them, so I've just ruined the only cool thing about that. Yeah, they didn't really so, have a DPS plate set. No. Back then. You 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 basically ended up wearing the scraps that got designed. There was only one good-looking piece of DPS plate back then, and it was a pair of pants that was designed for paladins because it had strength and intelligence on it. See, I think for me, the vanilla clown suit just involved going to the auction house, finding something that had really good stats on it, purchasing it, putting it on, and then discovering that it looked horrible. Because they didn't have yeah. a dressing room back at the beginning of the game. There was no way to preview what the armor looked like until you actually put it on your character. So my character, my druid in vanilla looked so bad. I just kind of embraced how awful she looked. 
Yeah, it basically, <laughs> like, it, there's, it was there's funny no way to get around this. There's no way to make her look good. So I'm just going to embrace yeah. the fact that nothing matches. Vanilla, uh, Vanilla and Burning Crusade, I, I still played my priest full time. Uh, and I had terrible drop luck in Vanilla. Like, I was wearing Prophecy so far beyond what I should have been wearing Prophecy. And I think my raid had like seven priests. So I could never get out of Prophecy. And I get to Burning Crusade and you get that cloth suit, which is like, here's like a, like a tunic and booty shorts yep yeah and it's like what have you done why where's my robe and <laughs> i get through all these clown suits and i get to max level in burning crusade and i'm like finally i can use tailoring and make a great set and i make the set and i put it on i'm like this is prophecy <laughs> what the hell yeah. i wore prophecy yeah. for like four years i went through like i remember getting like, when i was getting my gear to like tank in uh, the first dungeon, like the first raids, like when you start taking Karazhan, you ran heroics and got the drops from the various heroics. And it was a kind of off-green version of Wrath. Yeah. Warrior Tier 2. Like, the tanking set is just Warrior Tier 2 again. I just got done leveling set the 70. Like the, the, and I, I just got rid of Warrior Tier 2. It's in the bank. Yeah. Why am I... Why am I wearing it again? What's wrong with you people? See, I liked, I liked, oh, oh look, it's a different color version of that set. I, I like it now for collecting purposes. Yeah, but back but then it, it was like, kind yeah, of a disappointment. It was a disappointment when I put on the breastplate. I actually replaced the Wrath breastplate with the Jade Skull breastplate. Which so is for the, almost the same bit, thing. It's the exact same thing, just a different color. I thought I'd broken my screen. Like, what I, happened? Uh, why, why am I green? I, I still think it's funny, you know, despite the complaining about vanilla gear. I my priest is transmog to transcendence and anathema and will probably never be transmog to anything else. Oh, I, I think a lot of those that was, vanilla that was gear just, sets are that was, that was her outfit back then and I just I can't really see changing it. Not with transmog out now. Now that I can like put her in that that's the set she's supposed to be in. And that's the only character I can say that about is that priest. I mean, I, I still think some of those vanilla armor sets are some of the best-looking sets they've ever made, like, still. But the textures are so low-res that wearing a lot of them now, even though, like, the aesthetic is way better, I would they love, look so horrible on your character now. I would love to see a high-res version of Transcendence. I always love that set because it reminded me of, like, Cathedral Stained Glass. And seeing that in high-res yeah. would be really cool. And somebody yeah. should get on that, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I do want to move on to the next email, but I will Let's say this. That. Do you guys remember when Molten Core and 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 uh, Blackwing Lair gear changed? Yes. Because I had all the Molten Core gear. Yeah. Yeah. And they updated the models, and suddenly I didn't recognize any of it anymore. Like I had the Obsidian Edge blade, and it suddenly turned into a completely different model, and I was like, yep. "What happened?" Was it wasn't it the um, Transcendence set that was like orange moonclaw? No, it was it was orange. It was the orange, um, the robes of the guardian saint, the one with the the slits on the legs. Mm. It was Mm. the orange version of that. That's what that's what prophecy used to be. Was it prophecy or no? I think it was transcendent. One of them used to be that. It was tier two because you could get it off of Ragnaros. That was not. Yeah, the tier two. You can get the tier two uh, helmet off of uh, Anixia. The tier two pants were off of Rag. I had both, and they they were very primitive models. Yeah. Like the, it was basically just you know any old plate. It didn't look like anything. It and then overnight it switched. It was recolored greens, is what it was. <laughs> for yeah, the most it was part. recolored greens. Yeah. <laughs> but all right, next one is from Rob, pronounced Rob, um, from the training dummies. Thank you, Rob. Hey, um, shout out to the training dummies. Yeah. I, I believe that says Rob. It's Rob. Uh, 
It's just Rob. <laughs> Salutations, fine weather watchers. Uh, I had a realization the other day that every new DPS class that has been added to Warcraft since launch has only been melee. Yep. Would it really hurt to add a new ranged class? I'm not even really sure what ranged options we could have at this point. Demon Hunter seems like it could very well have been a ranged spec, a la Diablo 3, but Blizzard seems to have gone the route of basing the new uh, the new add-ins purely on Illidan himself with new with both melee and tank roles. Maybe a bard class? Some kind of support-slash-DPS hybrid? What do you all think? Also, every single class edition has included a tank spec. Do you think this is encouraging more players to, to get involved in tanking? Uh, being someone who prides myself on being able to successfully play all classes in most roles, tanking has always come across as a chore and often discouraging while leveling and pugging. Just interested in hearing your thoughts, Rob from the Emmys. Uh, you guys? <sighs> yeah, it's it's always been melee. It's never not been melee. And meanwhile, that group of people that's parked around the raid boss's rear end has been getting larger and larger and larger. <laughs> and it's still pretty clear and cozy out in range with nobody out there. And I still would like to see them add some kind of additional range DPS. Cause right now, what is it? It's like, you got warlock mage druid. If you're a balanced druid, two out of three hunter specs now, two out of three hunter specs. So there's like four of them. Um, and I guess Shadow Priest could also be considered range too, so five. But I and mean, elemental shamans. Melee. There's melee for almost everything. I mean, they just added Hunter as a melee class now, so we're getting two new melee classes, technically speaking, because we got the Demon Hunters in there, and then we've also got Survival Hunters that are actually going to be standing in melee now this time around. Um, yeah. Other classes. I would really like to see a bard class. I'd like to see some kind of class that's you know, based around the concept of buff, support, range, damage, I think that'd be fun. I th- Honestly, I, f- I feel like we need another archer. Yeah. And I, I really feel like that would have been a good... I know that they base their Demon Hunters entirely on Illidan and on, on you know, Warcraft 3 and all that, but well, I really Diablo, feel like they... Well, Diablo, to be fair, Diablo's a completely different franchise, so... I understand that, but I, I'm, quite frankly, I am okay with them stealing from it, because... The new warrior stuff feels an awful lot like they stole some moves from Diablo, and I am totally okay with it. Um, sometimes it's good to steal from yourself, especially when it's your game. Yeah. It's not like anyone can be accused. Who are they going to be accused of ripping them off? Blizzard, you've totally ripped off Blizzard this time. Blizzard, <laughs> what do you have to say about this theft by Blizzard? We, we don't think Blizzard. I, I, honestly, let's list all the melee right Red Paladins. Oh, we're going to be here all day. Red Paladins, Frost DKs, Unholy DKs, Arms Warriors, Fury Warriors. All three rogue specs, uh, enhancement shamans, and survival hunter. And I, did I even list the havoc de- demon hunter yet? No, nope, I didn't. Demon though. hunter, havoc demon hunter. So we're looking at like eleven. Did you mention monks? monks? I didn't mention monks. I didn't mention feral druids. Monks, feral druids. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot. <laughs> honestly, like again, I and I don't have anything against them putting more melee in the class in the game. Obviously, I love melee, but. Melee has been suffering in raids for three expansions. Yeah. It, it's hard to be melee. You take a lot of damage. It's hard to keep you up. It, it's a pain. Also, you only want to take so many melee in, particularly on boss fights that tend to favor, you know, not standing on the boss's rear end, which means that there's it's there's just more competition for raid spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, It'd be know, nice if they, they throw a range class in there. I think they could do something like a support, but if not like a bard, maybe something like the very cool runecasters where you know, runecaster would be cool. Put big buffs on your allies or like big debuffs on opponents, and you don't actually deal any direct 
damage, which, I mean, you'd have to find a way that people could solo, but a, a raid roll could be primarily buffing and debuffing. Yeah, I'd, I'd say let them deal damage, because if you ever, if you ever try to make a class that doesn't, it's just going to end up working like, nobody's, terribly. Yeah, yeah nobody's going to want to like it either. definitely, if you, you use the Iron the Iron Council as an example, you've got Runecaster Molgeam throwing those circles down, and they make him stronger, and they make the other two of them stronger. Yeah. Do that for the raid. And uh, another thing that other MMOs do that WoW hasn't done is, uh, I guess it's like a stationary pet class, like an engineer, where you put up turrets. Like Gazlo and Heroes of the Storm, for people who play Heroes of the Storm, you put up your turrets, and they're your major source of damage. But you, I mean, hammer. you continue doing things other than your turret. But. Yeah, Dome Hammer in the chat channel said Tinker class, which was that would fit that perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> I know that they gave, they gave hunters play... a turret class. They, they gave hunters a turret talent. Right? Mm. They have one. I don't know how it works. I haven't taken it. I just saw that it exists. Huh. Uh, I think it was. I think the first game I played. I'm sure it wasn't the first game with that kind of thing. I mean, it's like the TF2 engineer, but in an MMO, I played the the Warhammer MMO before it died a miserable death, and you could play like a dwarven engineer, and yeah, you built like turrets and stuff, and it was. It was the fact pretty that cool. yeah, the fact that engineer they haven't ever had an engineer or tinker class, and why was always astonished me. And that would be a, well, a good idea. Well, engineering is a profession, but it's yeah, right. it's one of those things that it could be a class, you know. It could be a sap. You could just call it something else. Call it a sapper or a tinker or whatever. A tinker is cool. Yeah, but at any rate, yeah. Um, I think in terms of why they've all been tanks, it has blatantly been to get more people to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because here's the here's the secret that isn't a secret and that absolutely no one is surprised by. Tanking is not fun. Now, not you the... can have fun tank. You can have fun tanking. You can absolutely enjoy tanking, but tanking is... I have fun tanking if I'm tanking for a group of all people that I know and it's in a dungeon. Tanking for four other friends, I love it. Favorite thing to do. Tanking in LFR or LFD or becoming the de facto raid leader because you're a tank. I don't want anything to do with that. See, and I think Anne can even back me up on this. Even though I am a cynical, bitter, and incredibly cranky person, I actually love raid tanking. Yep, and he's and good I, at it too. I always ended up doing it, like for multiple expansions, and it, it would always be like at the weirdest moment, like when we need our main tank the most, he would always flake out, and then I could actually feel the raid turning and looking at me. <laughs> and it was like, so what? funny because we always like recruited you as a DPS warrior, and you never DPS really. <laughs> no, I would always end up tanking. And the thing is, I like raid tanking. I because here's the thing, raid tanking. There's usually somebody else to be the bad guy. To, to be growly and grouchy at people and tell them, you know, all I had to do is make specific calls. Yep. Like I would have to call for a cooldown or something, or I'm going to hop, I'm going to be hopscotching into bloods. Now I'm going to need heavy cooldowns, like stuff like that. Um, or if you've got a priest who can put that bubble on me, that makes me run fast. Now is a really good time for it. Stuff like that. But I loved that. I love rate tanking. I hate pugging. Yeah. And here's why. For every good pug you get, and there are good pugs. I've had them. I'm sure Alex has had the occasional good pug. Oh, yeah. Um, But for every good pug, there's like six pugs where people are just Awful. unbelievable. And it's like, I don't think that that's the majority of the players of the game. I just think that, the, you know, the quiet people don't say anything. You know what I mean? Like, right. The average player doesn't say anything because they're they're not upset. So they're not going to say anything. And the squeaky wheel is usually someone's like, go, go, go. Or this expansion, people don't even seem to know why they're in dungeon. Nope. Oh, like the thing that bothers me most in this expansion is there's whenever Blizzard adds a dungeon where it's not straight down a hallway, people are like, how can I skip these mobs today? Yeah. 
Like they're making the like the worst decisions of their lives I'm to skip to pulling one trash pack. Wall to and, like avoid just pulling things. pulling and killing those mobs will be faster than the inevitable mispulls and wipes that result of you insisting on skipping them. Yeah, We're gonna pull them to... on accident later. It would take us thirty seconds to kill them, but you refuse. Just kill them. That's that is that is something that has been really bad this mansion. And let's face it, we're all looking at that from Yes. Yeah, I didn't name I didn't name in shame because I couldn't remember nope. his name. We're just gonna say it. Everbloom. It's terrible. Could not I love I love the dungeon. I think it's one of the most beautiful dungeons I've been in, but I hate it at the same time because you can climb everything. Yeah. People wanting to skip everything ruins that place. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, the best the best experience I've had in a pug this expansion was when I zoomed in on an Everbloom that had cleared up to the last boss. Oh wow! And I realized I don't have to do any of the trash. Yay! I don't. I don't care that I'm tagging for four people who think obscenity is literally its own language. I'm. I'm gonna just pull this boss, and we're gonna go. And we're but, done. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do think it's a very intentional sport. They always add oh, ten classes because I mean it's even at the point when you're looking specifically at like dungeon queues. Um, they've talked. They haven't done it, but they've discussed in the past even like in making dungeon groups bigger six players instead of five so you can have four dps because dps queues can get so bad especially at like the height of an expansion they're horrible i mean this expansion in warlords at like the beginning of the expansion i was playing dps and it was like 45 plus minutes just to get into a five-man dungeon and And i barely did dungeons this expansion just because i didn't have the time to wait that's it i didn't have the time to just sit there and wait didn't didn't I think it was you? I know I'm positive you were the one that said this. We were talking about the removal of um, scenarios and the biggest deleterious effect of it, and it was this. It was what they did to queue times. Yeah. Yeah, because scenarios were great because I could jump into a scenario and do like one or two of those while I was waiting for the dungeon. That was a redeeming factor for Mr. Pandaria for me. That scenarios let me, as somebody who is not really interested in tanking in pugs, like. I could get into an instant scenario as a DPS and do something with my time besides sitting there and waiting for a 45-minute dungeon. And get my Valor that way. Half the time, yeah. that's how I got my Valor capped, was by yeah. doing scenarios, because I could get those, like, fast. Yeah, you didn't get as much Valor, but it didn't matter, because in the long run, I got into them so much faster. Yeah, you could run, like, four of them before a dungeon would pop. Exactly. And they, they popped almost. All right, next email is from Zode Windwalker, a monk from Wormrest Accord. I actually think he's Zode Windwalker, I'm going to rest accord, but I like Zode Windwalker as a name, dang it. Zode Windwalker. Cool. Seriously, tell me. Dear Council of Storm Trackers, uh, so at some point we're going to have to do some kind of weird parody of Twister, aren't we? Where it's just a blizzard instead of, a, you know, we're just like, yeah, it's snowing. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to like the board game, and I was really confused for a minute there. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that thought how also. How do we do that Straight on the internet? That I don't. <laughs> how do you how do you parody Twister? I don't. Right. Where did Twister even come into this? Uh, I actually had a T-shirt concept that just kind of lived in my brain and never went anywhere. Like releasing like a weather map on a T-shirt, like a radar with like a storm yeah. rolling in, but. I wouldn't want to wear that on a t-shirt personally, so it seems kind of lame, but yeah, it was maybe. an idea. Okay, since we all know that Sylvanas is a bad guy just playing nice till it serves her per- otherwise, uh, we can guess that one of the reasons she shows up to fight at the Tomb of Sargeras is to fill the ranks of the Forsaken even more. So when she has her flying minions raise Mr. Spoiler Alert along with everyone else who happened to die on that beach, should we see that as bl- the Blizzard Law Department setting up the new undead faction leader for when Sylvanas goes raid boss at the end of the future expansion, uh, Wrath of the Lich King 2, Patchwork's gonna bust a gut? Um, Zode, 
I really feel like at this point they're going for something completely different with Sylvanas. Not that I think that they're going to like do a redemption arc with them. I don't even know what they're talking about. Like half of this stuff, it's like, spoiler alert, there isn't a spoiler. (laughs) Because this never happened and hasn't happened. But okay. Yeah, the the whole thing about it is they're... I don't think Sylvanas will ever be a raid boss. If she dies, she'll die the same way other faction leaders have died. I don't think we're ever gonna we're ever gonna kill Sylvanas. A Sylvanas is probably the most popular faction leader at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think she defines her faction more than any other leader defines their faction. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's certainly at this point the longest lasting uh, outside of like what Taranda, who had to end up sharing power. Uh, yeah. I guess Vol'jin, kind of, because Vol'jin's been his, the troll Vol'jin's one for been, Yeah, Vol'jin's been there since Warcraft 3, so... So it's Geblin Mechatork, uh, Sylvanas, and Vol'jin, and that's it, because Taronda cast Velen. the share... Velen wasn't as old as them. He came in in BC. He's not, that's why he's I, not in any game. Oh, okay, I'm talking game. lore perspective, but anyway. No, yeah, I'm not. Pure, just purely from having been in the game. Like, in just, the game, yeah. Well, when, yeah, when Mechatork... Start, yeah, Mechator, Mecha- Taronda, Sylvanas. And like I think Gen Greymane has been in the lore forever, but I don't think he's actually appeared in any games until WoW, if I recall. Until Cataclysm. Well, he's, I think he's actually, he's in um, Warcraft 2 as much as any of them are in Warcraft 2. Like, he's not a playable unit, but he, like, you know, he's mentioned and stuff in the game. Yeah, he was in the novels mm-hmm. and stuff, but World of Warcraft, he didn't show up until Cataclysm. I mean, so I'm just Sylvanas more than any of them. It seems like they kind of set her up as like this group of people doesn't exist unless she exists. Yeah. There are no forsaken without Sylvanas kind of thing. And they're like the loyalist. The only group that can compete with the forsaken for loyalty are the gnomes. Because let's be honest, Geblin Megator got himself reelected without running for reelection after 90% of his race was killed. Yeah. They still have That's faith. Like, like yeah, that was pretty bad, but I'm pretty sure Geblin can get us through this. What? Are you... Wow! Look, you guys have you are seen him build things? He's really good. Yeah. <laughs> he, he makes tanks, like, all the time. He just he just made a tank the other day and gave it to the dwarves as a present. Now they use him all the time. Okay, whatever. You guys have different standards of leadership. I got you. But yeah, I don't, I don't think we are ever going to kill Sylvanas as boss. I just straight up don't think that's going to happen. And I don't... As much as I personally, as when I when I put my alliance goggles on, Sylvanas is this huge evil force, like straight up. When I'm thinking as my alliance characters, yeah, I'd like to see I'd like to see Sylvanas get buried. When I'm looking at the game from the objective perspective of a player, I never want to see Sylvanas go away. Yeah, because Sylvanas, for all that they haven't used her to her potential, Sylvanas is a bad idea magnet, and bad ideas generate drama. And Sylvanas will do that things. for a story. Yeah, Sylvanas will do things, and you're like, oh, oh, why? And then every so often she'll do something, and you're like, yeah, that was pretty badass. And then she'll go right back to doing things that are like, oh, man. I mean, the oh, whole, yeah. whole Wrathgate thing was ultimately something she caused, even if she didn't call the shots there. I mean, the Royal Apothecary Society had people melting poison because Sylvanas told them to make people melting poison. Yeah, um, for that matter, <laughs> in, in a cataclysm, here's a, my best example. In the beginning, in cataclysm, when you're doing the whole thing and you get worgened out and you have to go to the cathedral and Sylvanas walks in to confront the uh, Horde Observer, the orc guy, and he, she's all, we would never use the the, the uh, plague without Garrosh's you know, approval. The, that guy is not even five seconds out the door. And she's like, idiot, of course we're going to use the plague. 
guess we're going to use a plague. Yeah. I didn't I didn't come all this way not to plague people. I mean, come on. We had to, like, ride south. I brought that plague all the way here. I'm going to use it. So, so yeah, Sylvanas, nah, she's not, in my opinion. Uh, next I one agree. is from Kaelthir. Yeah, I'm going to say with Kaelthir. Kaelthir, sound right to you guys? Sure. sure. It's like with an ear. Good morning, watchers. I started listening to the show before it became Blizzard Watch, and I absolutely love it, especially the lore cast. Keeping up what you guys are doing, I really believe in what you stand for, and it makes me feel better knowing that there's wild players like you out there. Thank My you. question stems from the discussions you've had in the past about the beta. I know the purpose of the beta is to help the larger community by consuming pre-release content now and providing as much constructive feedback to the devs as possible in order to help make the game and the communities better for everyone in the future. Beta players have the power to affect change at the potential cost of their own entertainment and time. This commitment to giving others a better experience really appeals to me and I've wanted to get involved in the game and entertainment industry for a while now to help the community in the same vein that beta players are helping Legion. I'm a casual WoW player off again on again since just before BC so I don't think I'd ever get beta access for Legion so how can someone like me who really wants to work with the industry and community get involved? Thanks and I hope to hear from you. Uh, Kael'thir, Blood Elf, Arcane, Fire Mage, uh, May 3rd on US. Uh, um, either yes. If you, I mean, there's no guarantee that you'll get in, but make sure you've opted into the beta in your Battle.net settings. I mean, people who aren't streamers or bloggers or podcasters get in all the time. There's no guarantee, but a lot, I mean, there is a perception that only streamers or bloggers get into these things. And recently it's been true that streamers tend to get in first, but they're not the only people that get in. Like there's no. a chance anybody could get in. Uh, beyond that, any ideas? And? Um... Game companies hire game testers, like people to come in and test their games. Yeah, isn't that a job? Isn't that is. isn't that an actual profession? That might be something to look into. I know I had friends who did that for EverQuest, like they were game testers. They they got a job at Sony just to you know test games. That's all they did all day was go in, play things, point out bugs. You know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I know absolutely. Blizzard. Blizzard even has like an internal raid team. They just hired a bunch of raiders to play raid content. Yeah. And test it. Uh, I will say this too. Blizzard has actually been hiring this whole time. Yeah. Like they they do have continuous stuff up that they're hiring people to do. I don't know your background. I don't know like what you, know, you could be an artist. You could be a. I don't know. I have no idea what. You, um. But if you you should check their website because they do have that. They do have you know constant callouts. They do. Right now, I think a lot of the stuff on their careers page right now is internships. They're doing a lot of internships this time around. So if you're if you like in school and studying game design or anything like that or anything in the game field, it might be worth taking a look at the careers page just to see what they have there for interning because they've got I mean, they've got everything from game design to I think there's like research interns that they're looking for. I think they're looking for like quality assurance they're looking for software engineers um if i remember right there was even like writing internships and there was one for like library and archives so they've got like a little bit of everything there if you're going to school it might be worth looking into but um above and beyond that though like i said game companies some of them anyway i know sony did they they hire people specifically to do game testing and stuff like that which, hey, you know, if that's the kind of thing that draws you and that's the kind of thing that interests you, maybe that's the kind of employment you want to be looking for. Just a suggestion. Oh, I think that yeah, pretty much covers it. 
Uh, we're pretty much near the end of the show, but this last email is really short, so I'm going to try to go for it. Uh, greetings, Anne, Matt, and Alex. Klug here again, your friendly orc DK from Malganis. Last week, you were all joking about a dance-off in Legion, and it got me thinking about the April Fools and Wrath when they had the Bard class with some sort of guitar hero mechanic. Had me fooled for a couple of days, and I was more excited for that class than the DK. My question this week is, what classic RPG class would you like to see? I mean, the hero classes are great, but what class in your mind is missing? Thanks again for all the great work. Klug, P.S., any chance we can get Alex to do a Lore Watch episode, because I know how much he loves talking about lore. Uh, Blue Mage. <laughs> I'm taking that as an answer to everything in that question, not just not just the classic, but also whether or not he'll do Lore Watch. Um, Blue the, Mage is his answer. I was going to say the, I'm on vacation this week, so if you want to take over, Alex. Um, I mean the thing is, like somebody, I don't, I'm not as grumpy or like as apathetic about lore as I sometimes come across in this podcast. It's um, we have Anne and Rossi here. And we do have to, like, talk about other things. So, I mean, sometimes I really do get into it in some of these questions, and I really like riffing off these guys. But there also we also need somebody who will sometimes go, okay, can we talk about something else? Can we stop talking about Gul'dan for 45 minutes? No. And that's kind of my role. It's like, Rossi, that's enough Gul'dan impressions. Thank you. Never. <laughs> to to um, be fair, Gul'dan's pretty interesting, but yeah. <laughs> but for for classic RPG stuff, I want to see the Blue Mage from Final Fantasy, where... This you like collect spells from enemies around the world. Like you steal their powers. Like oh, I'm gonna go back to this raid boss and I'm gonna take their ability to uh, put fire runes on the ground. I can put ru- fire runes on the ground now. Or I'm gonna steal this power from the mystical knoll so I can have their all-seeing eye or whatever the hell. And you fill out your sub- spell book by taking you're totally these powers. End up with, you're gonna totally end up with Ragnar- Ragnaros's submerge phase. There we go. <laughs> I mean, I got submerged. <laughs> the heck kind of power is that? Yeah, so that, that would be awesome. Like, the whole class is, like, you, you're not, like, a mage. We're like, oh, I know mage spells. You're you're specifically this person who is learning what knowledge the wilds of Azeroth have to offer. Spells and those could be some really weird things. To do any kind of damage. Yeah. Okay, and? Well, I already said, I want a bard. And I mean it. I really want to see a bard. <laughs> It's one of those classes where I'm like, why don't we have that? We should have that. Something along those lines. Be great. So, honestly, uh, I'm gonna be completely 100% honest here. I there's no. I feel like WoW has enough classes that I don't feel a tremendous need for a new one. Yeah. Like I mean, any class I'd want to do, they pretty much have. Like if I want to do like a punchy type, I can be like an enhancement shaman. Or a monk, because they both, you know, I can use fist weapons on enhancement shaman, or I could just, you know, punch things as a monk. If I want to do like weapons type classes, we, we've got a plethora of options. I got rogues, I got warriors, I've got death knights. I mean, I, you can figure out something. So I, I, but all that said, if there's any one thing I would really like them to put into this game, it would flat out be a freaking sure. Because warriors lack that. I would like, you know, maybe split the warrior class up you can have a dragoonish class that that's tanky and you can have a barbarian that's a crazy barbarian. that would be my thing yeah but, you know how like rathion ate that heart yeah and that would just be the blue mage like all day every day you're eating hearts to gain their power <laughs> like oh that guy did something cool i'm gonna eat his heart and now i can do what he did and on that note, Alex is off in the wilderness eating things hearts, and I'm quoting Stephen Crane poems because apparently I rolled a bard. Like, do you like that heart, Alex? It is bitter, bitter, but I like it. It is bitter, and because it's the heart of a fiend, and I now get like plus seven to fire spells. Perfect. Um, so uh, at this point, Anne. 
Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch and your continued support means this podcast, site, and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Plus, there will be no heart eating. Thank you. Uh, that's been the show thank you very much for listening I'm Matt Rossi I've been the host until next time send all emails to podcast at blizzardwatch.com we love to get emails we love to answer emails thank you and good night and happy birthday why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass fed whole milk instead of skim Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.